The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Welcome to Grace in Focus. I have a question for you. In these New Testament times, is God done with Israel? Are Gentiles beneficiaries of eternal salvation only in the New Testament? And what about election? We're looking at Romans chapter 11 today. So glad that you've joined us on Grace in Focus. This is the radio and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Find out a lot more about us by going to our website, that's faithalone.org. We have an online seminary that you can find out more about at gesseminary.org. Now let's get into our discussion for the day. Here are Catherine Wright and Ken Yates. We are continuing our, we hope, interesting study in Romans, which in chapters 9, 10, 11, heavily deal with the nation of Israel. That's right. As dispensationalists, we believe that God is still got a plan. Israel still has a future. He's not done with them. There you go. Yeah. And that the church is not the new Israel, the new Israel right. or hasn't replaced Israel. Right. Replacement theology. When we get to the end of chapter 10, it talks about the fact that this good news this gospel of peace has gone out. It's not that the nation of Israel in Paul's day had not heard because they had heard. And of course, Paul was a major reason for that. Mm -hmm. He, in the book of Acts, he went all throughout the Roman world talking in synagogues. The message went out. And that's what he says here in verse 18 of chapter 10. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. And then he quotes in verse 19 from Moses in Deuteronomy 32 that God had predicted that the day would come when the nation of Israel would not listen to him, uh, listen to these words of peace, this good news of not only eternal life, but the privilege of calling upon the Lord and, and uh, experiencing his deliverance from wrath. But a foolish nation, he talks about in Deuteronomy 32, which is a reference to Gentiles. They will listen. Paul's going to talk more about that in chapter 12. And he ends the chapter 10 by saying that the Lord says to Israel, all day long I have stretched out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. And that's how he ends chapter 10. And so that leads to the question then, well, then is God done with them? What does it mean to have his hand stretched out? Yeah, he's, I think the picture is one of pleading for them. Mm -hmm. You know, the word has gone out. They, as a whole or as a nation as a whole, has rejected. One of the things that we teach within free grace is that there's free will. People have the choice to either believe or not. Whereas you often hear that there is no free will. It's those who God elects that will come to faith. But I think here, at least there's a, an example of where God has desired to draw the nation of Israel to him. We see this in Luke 13 as well, that he desires for them to not just believe, but also call upon him, which is what we've been arguing. So it's not from his lack of trying. Right. And why would he try if it's elect? If, right, exactly. <laughs> but they have been disobedient. They have been unwilling to respond it's not that they didn't hear it. They've been given all the opportunities. Of, you know, we've talked about Joel and we talked about Isaiah and we've talked about Paul and we've talked about Moses now and all these examples of where the preachers have been sent. 
but they've rejected it. Yeah, and here in chapter 11, he's going to talk about the stupor that God has sent them. What does that mean? You know, has God just said, well, they can't believe, they Mm -hmm. can't hear, they can't respond. And And that is a very important thing. You know, Esau, I've hated Mm-hmm. Jacob, I've loved. So Which we'll, we talk tra- about, yeah. we'll talk about that soon. But yeah, I just think that there's another example of it's not a lack of trying on God's part or that God didn't choose them in some way. In fact, they are, in fact, the the elect nation. He did choose them, but they've been disobedient. Right. And it's going to be very clear in chapter 11 that God is not done with the nation mm-hmm. of Israel. That's exactly and right. He ends chapter 10 by saying, hey, the nation has not responded, Mm -hmm. even though God has sent the message out to them, not only that Jesus is the Christ, but they could call upon him, as you mentioned. That's right. And they're not responding. So what's their future? And that's chapter 11. Mm -hmm. And notice how Paul starts off chapter 11, exactly the way we'd expect him. I say then... Has God cast away his people? They haven't responded. Mm -hmm. So is God done with them? He washed his hands of them. And again, as Catherine mentioned, I think most in evangelicalism would say, yes, Mm -hmm. you know, they're done. They've been replaced now by the church. God has cast them off and now they're no longer his people. And the only way most would say that a Jewish person is part of God's people is if he joins the church, That's right. you know, if he, if he's a part of the church. So he goes on and how does Paul respond to this? He says, no, <laughs> certainly not. And then he goes on to say, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew, or do you not know that the scripture says of a lie? Okay. He's going to go on, but here Paul's main point is, Even in Paul's day, you could see that God has not cast off his people because Mm -hmm. some have believed. Now, again, many today would say, well, that's all that Paul means when he says God has not cast off his people. Jews can believe and be a part of the church. That's how they would respond. And if we only had these first couple verses, that might be what we would say. Okay, well... Yeah, God hasn't completely cast off the Jews today because they can believe and mm-hmm. be a part of the church. But as we read the rest of chapter 11, we're going to see that is not what Paul has in mind. <laughs> also, in our previous episodes this week, we were talking about these Old Testament quotes from Joel and Isaiah those prophecies have not been fulfilled yet. Right. They deal with their tribulation period and it with is the very, Jewish people. Yeah, it's very clearly to the nation of Israel. So even if you didn't have all of Levin, you have everything he just said in chapter 10 to also support that, no, there were promises made to the nation back in Joel and, and Isaiah that are going to be fulfilled in the tribulation period, which can't apply to the church because the church won't be there. Exactly. And Paul says that in the next verse when he says, his people whom he foreknew. This is talking about the nation of Israel. Yeah. And for people to come along and now say, okay, God foreknew them. He chose them to be his chosen people in the Old Testament, but now he's done with them. No, that's mm-hmm. that goes against Paul's argument here. We see even in today that God is not done with the nation of Israel and that he is calling people to believe in Christ as the Messiah 
and then to call upon him. Mm -hmm. But as he's going to say, there's also a future for the nation of Israel as a whole. And he goes on to say, and we're not going to read all these verses, but in Elijah's day, there's a picture of this as well. Mm -hmm that in Elijah's day, there were also a remnant of people. There's always a remnant of people in the Jewish nation who believed. In Paul's day, he was part of that remnant. Mm-hmm. In Elijah's day, there were 7,000 that, and by the way, that these weren't just believers, but these were faithful believers. Yeah. They hadn't bowed their knee to Baal. I'm sure in Elijah's day, there were believers who did bow their knee to yep. Baal. Mm-hmm. So, He's saying that even in Elijah's day, there was a remnant of faithful believers who were willing to go against Jezebel and Ahab and the worship there. It's interesting, too, when I've been doing a study on Isaiah that so often the you mentioned believers, unfaithful believers potentially would have bowed and need to bail. A lot of the time in those passages, what you're dealing with is they go to these idols for deliverance. They go to these altars to pray for deliverance from their enemies and from these attacks. They want big crops. Right, and big crops and fertility or whatever. And they and they don't go to their God for deliverance from wow. Assyria. Yeah. And so I that's kind of an interesting thought. That's, yeah, well, you can call upon the Lord for deliverance. That's exactly right. So and obviously some of those people who are worshiping Baal were not believers, but right. some Similar, were yeah. just like you have believers today who love the world. Who or look Solomon. For, right. Solomon worshiped pagan idols. Yeah. You know, and or, people today who look for their deliverance from wealth or yeah. fame or whatever the case yeah. may be. Now, it's interesting here in 11, in chapter 11, I want to get your uh, thoughts on this in verse <laughs> five. When Paul says, he says there's these remnants, and he goes, even so then, at this present time, so in Paul's day, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. So does this mean that God chooses, the the word election here, is this a word that means God chooses who goes to heaven and who goes to hell? It's all because of his grace. He goes, okay, I picked Catherine to go into the kingdom but Ken, sorry, you're a loser. You don't get picked. So what do you think about that phrase there? The election of grace. That's what I think it means. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think, again, we're talking about the nation of Israel, which is God's chosen nation. He has elected them. Not that every Jew was going to heaven, but that this is his this was the nation going back to chapter nine, where he says, here's the nation that was given the oracles of God that were given the prophecies. They were given the priesthood. They were his elect nation. And that is by grace. And I would also say here, the remnant of grace. How about this? The election here of grace is that those who are believers are under grace. Mm-hmm. It is all by grace. Not that God chose you to right. go to heaven. But it is those, the remnant who have believed, it is because of his grace, Mm -hmm. as he's about to say in the next couple verses here. Which even that remnant is, what would we say? They've been delivered from the, the, (laughs) I go back to 70 AD, but even in Isaiah, so much of the remnant theology is in Isaiah where, yeah, I'm going to bring in the Assyrians. I'm going to bring in the Babylonians and I'm going to destroy this rebellious, evil nation, the nation of Israel. 
but by grace, I'm going to preserve a remnant. Yeah, and we would say here, at least uh, the way I would word it, would be something like this. God has determined that those who are going to be in the kingdom, those who have the privilege of calling upon, it'll be based upon God's grace. Yeah. And the election of grace, mm-hmm. his choosing of those in grace, not that he chose who would go to heaven and who would go to hell. And that's going to lead us to two very important verses, and we'll deal with those next that are very relevant for the Lordship Salvation or Calvinist versus the free grace yeah. debate. So come and, back tomorrow. And we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> and remember... Keep grace in in focus. Would you like to deepen your understanding of Scripture and the Christian life? Well, a great place to start is our website. It's faithalone.org. We've got all kinds of free materials on the site available for you. One of those which is extremely popular is our magazine, Grace in Focus. It comes out six times a year. It's full color, easy to read, And people are really growing who read it. So stop by and get a free subscription at faithalone.org. We are so happy when we hear from listeners. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, Romans 11, 5 through 10. How do grace and works relate to each other? We'll have some clarity for you next time, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.